Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. I am Jens Nelson. And I'm Lucas Stock. And this is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Thank you for joining us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life as we strive for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. Do you have to sneeze, bud? No, why? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I was, it just looked like you were I was spacing to... out. I was like looking out <laughs> off in the distance at the wall, but I was I'm I'm thinking about like these head if these headphones are gonna die or not because uh, I haven't charged them in a long time. Uh, so I was like thinking about that because I knew I had time because you were talking, and then I. So, <laughs> I sincerely thought you were about to sneeze and no. <laughs> oh, man, bummer. Okay, well, welcome to the Doxology Podcast. We're glad that you're here. Um, on today's episode, we're going to continue doing our Theology 101. Uh, we had a lot of great feedback. Uh, we had a lot of, surprisingly, a lot of downloads. I don't know if it was just because the word Trinity appeared and people are like all about the Trinity, or if you really liked the idea Hopefully. of uh, some, you know, Theology 101. But we're continuing on in our little systematic theology. Um, you know, Lucas and I, we're not necessarily authors. We're not people that are writing any scholarly um you know, textbooks or anything, but we are in a sense creating our own systematic theology as we progress through this series. So we started with God, we started with the Trinity talking about like the foundation of this entire conversation. And so we thought the next logical thing to talk about would be revelation and not the book at the end of the Bible, not the 66th book in the canon, uh, but revelation, meaning how we even know who God is. How has God revealed himself? What can we know about God? What can we know about ourselves? What can we know about this world? Um, and so I think at the outset, we'll say that revelation can be broken into two different segments or two different types. We have general revelation, which you can think of as being um, anything in creation, the things that you can see taste, smell, touch, um, you know, the, 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 your senses that you have, the way that you interact with the world. Those are the, the, the things of general revelation. And then we have special revelation, which is uh, God's word given to us. So, you know, before, before we had actual Bibles in our hands, maybe it was a, a oral communication that was handed down through generations. Well, today, you know, we obviously have a collected canon of scripture, uh, which is God's special revealed will to us. So uh, what do you want to say here at the outset about Revelation? So the reason we speak of Revelation is because the triune God that we talked about last week um, is not the same as us. We are not the same as him. We we are not capable of, you know, stumbling into a knowledge of him or a relationship with him. But those pieces of knowledge, pieces of information, what he wants us to do, what he wants us to know about him, all of those things need to be revealed. They can't, they're not just, you know, floating out there waiting for us to come along and under our own abilities and power and, you know, faculties of reason and our senses and all that kind of stuff to grasp them but they are given to us. They are shown to us, you know, just think about what the word to reveal means. They, they are handed to us from the God that we talked about last, last time. And he does that or he has to do that because it's, you, you can't know a person without that person revealing themselves to you. You can know 
you can know things about them, but you can't know them. And at the end of the day, you can't even know things about them unless some kind of information has been, you know, quote unquote, revealed to you, right? Like, I, you know, if Jensen has never revealed his appearance to me, like he's, you know, deliberately hidden what he looks like for me, I, I can know, you know, certain things about him, but I can't know what he looks like until that's revealed to me. And I certainly can't know him as a person unless he reveals his actual self to me by speaking to me and telling me things about what he likes or dislikes or, you know, experiences he's had or desires he has, all that kind of stuff. And the same is true on a much more significant scale with God, because we're talking about a God who, who is not a being of the same kind, the way that Jensen and I are to each other, but he is the ground of all being, who is the creator of everything. And so um, that gap between creature and creator, the distinction that exists needs to be bridged by the creator because um, the creator is, is the source of the creation and part of what he has done is reveal himself. And like you said, he's revealed himself in two like major ways. We, we, we tend in theology to speak of general and special revelation. Um, so general revelation, like you said, is kind of just all the stuff around us, right? And I'd add to that uh, it, the things in, the, in the, the mental sphere as well, our reason, our ability to think critically, to think reasonably, to use our brains to philosophize, to think through rational argumentation that is abstract in the sense that it's not physical, right? It's not a tangible thing the way, you know, smelling the flowers or hearing the birds or, or seeing a mountain is, is, is physically re like tangible. Um, but, you know, we've, we, you can think of like classical proofs for God, you know, thinking about like the, the argument for, from, from like uh, the fine tuning of the universe. That's, that's a, that's, that's a, an example of us using our, our reason that has been given to us to, to observe the universe around us and to make inferences and, and, and to draw logical conclusions that leads us to the, um, the belief that there is a creator or there is a God, or there, there's some, there's some being, you know, who, who fine tuned this universe for exactly the right circumstances that it has or whatever. Um, but even in, even as we're sort of thinking through examples potentially of um, what it means to, to look around us, to look at the creation and to think philosophically and rationally, um, we, another example might be the um, Anselm's argumentation that God is that greater than which none can be thought that we talked about a little bit a couple weeks ago. But um, as you're thinking about this, you might you might be realizing like, that's great. That makes sense. I get it. Um, but like, that doesn't get me. That only gets me so far is, is how I'd want to put it. It, it only gets us so far to realize that the universe is constructed in such a manner that there must have been some mind that constructed it. That, that you know, we're not going to dive into, you know, analyzing these arguments, but like we can, we can think about these arguments and we can think, okay, you know, let's, let's just say that they're true. That only gets us so far, right? What does that tell us about, like that argument, what does it tell us about the creative being who created 
and, and fine tune the universe other than the fact that that being is somehow responsible for creating and fine tuning the universe. And really like we, it, you, you kind of have to realize there's not much more that, that that tells us. There's not much more that that reveals. There's not much more that that points us to um, on its own, right? We can, we can work through that again and again, but at the end of the day, that's kind of where, where it takes us is, is it only gets us so far. And that's how I would want to maybe think about everything when it comes to creation and, and the revelation that that is um, observing the created order, learning about the universe and physics and biology and all the, the um, pieces of general revelation that we can see. Um, it doesn't give us the full picture. It, right. It's not, it's not that those things are, um, it's not that those things are untrue or misleading or, you know, not good or not truly revelation of the true God, but it's that it's not the only revelation of the true God that we need. It's not the whole picture, right? You know, it, it's a true picture that points to the true God, but on its own, we're only looking at one section of, of, of a bigger picture, which means until we can see the rest of the picture, we're not going to have, we're not going to understand everything that's going on in the picture if we're only looking at one piece of it, right? So that's where general revelation gives way to special revelation. Exactly. At least, if, maybe we can think in those terms of, of, you know, it's not that these things are like you start with one and then you move to the other and you ignore the other one. They're, they're, they're obviously, they, get, they go together as, as one whole piece of God's revelation to us. But if we're starting with general revelation, we hit these walls where we can only get so far. Hmm. And in order to, to continue going on and to move beyond, you know, as far as we've gotten, that's where we get to special revelation. Right. Yeah. I, I like to think of it almost, and maybe this is a bad illustration, but I like to think of it like as a mosaic. Like if you're, if you're really close up on, uh, you know, a, let's say that's made out of tile or something, um, you get really close to a mosaic, you're only seeing a small fraction of, of the bigger picture, right? You're seeing the, the trees, you're seeing the sun, you're seeing the little bits. But when you're able to take that step back to get the full picture, to have special revelation, in addition to this uh, great and grand general revelation, uh, then we start to see things more clearly and see them as they were intended to be seen. Um, now, I will say that we do intend to have a longer conversation on both general and special revelation. So specifically, we'll talk about creation. So we're going to have an episode where we talk about, you know, the six days of creation, or, or you know, how, maybe it isn't six days, who knows. Um, we'll also have uh, an episode where we sort of talk about scripture and specifics. I'm sure we'll talk about inerrancy, we'll talk about inspiration and, and stuff like that. Uh, but suffice it to say for this episode, where we're talking about revelation, generally, um, special revelation is basically scripture. It's God's word given to humanity. So uh, maybe that was God speaking directly to people back in the Old Testament, you know, whether it was speaking to Abraham or Isaac or Jacob, um, or later, 
uh, in you know God speaking through prophets to to the people of Israel. Um, there, there was a way in which God's word and His will was communicated, and over the centuries, over the millennium, um, like we have had that preserved. We've had it written down. We've had it copied. We've had it translated and all that. And so today, in English, you have 66 books which comprise the canon of Scripture. So starting with Genesis all the way through Revelation. And so you have God's special revelation to humanity. Um, and now there's a, a dozen different ways we could go from here uh, to talk about, um, you know, and maybe, maybe that's when we do go a little bit deeper when we talk about, well, is it, is it inerrant? How inspired is it? How was it actually communicated? Like, well, you know, was it written? Uh, how, was it just simply written by a man? Did God aid in that? Like all of those conversations will save for another day. But again, suffice it to say that, um, when we when we talk of revelation, we're, we're speaking of, as Lucas has said, this general, um, the natural world, the natural sciences, the things that we can perceive. Um, and then there's this special revelation outside of us that has come to us from the creator, from God himself. Um, so that's that's kind of what I wanted to say on special revelation. Not sure if you had anything to add or if I missed anything. No, that's great. It, to sort of sum up, I, I think just if we're talking about like, what is revelation, right? Like you said at the beginning, we're, we're speaking about this here because we, we've we started with the start, which is God. And now we have to, before we can move on to answering questions about creation or the Bible or salvation or sin or what it means to be human, all of those questions are unanswerable because we can't know God. We can't know those things unless they're revealed to us and they are revealed to us in these two major ways, which is why this episode is coming here and not, you know, at the end of our series or whatever. And that revelation, the, 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 the core of that, the, the sort of doctrine of that is that God, because he is God needed to reveal himself to his creatures um, rather than simply those creatures, us, you know, um, know him automatically, right? Or on our own or under our own power or, or, you know, a better way to say it is separate from his action of speaking to us. Um, whether we're speaking about general or special, you know, whether we're speaking about creation or the written word, that is true. They, they are the same in that they are, they are God's revelation to us. They, they are, the truth given to handed to us from outside of ourselves. Right. Um, and, and that I think is a really, really key takeaway for, for both doctrines of, of, of uh, general and special revelation um, in the, in the bigger umbrella of just revelation itself, this, this external revelation that comes from God to mankind to be interpreted and received and believed that is epistemologically our starting point. How do we know what, what we know? That's that, you know, it, it, with respect to theological questions, that's where we start. We start with God has revealed himself. He's revealed tr the truth to us in creation, in our, in, in our creation, our minds, our, our senses, in what we can perceive and experience, as well as um, what has been passed down, his words, you know, his word, and his words, you know, we'll probably get into that a little bit too in a later episode, but that has been passed down to us that we have 
in our experience, in our time, we have experience of in, in, we can hold in our hands and read. Right. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think that that is revelation in, in a nutshell. And yeah. um, I it. think that, that that needs to be where we start to move, you know, where we move out from into exploring um, what has been revealed, you know, like, so God has revealed, right. What has he revealed? And that's where all the fun is yeah. <laughs> answering all, all the questions that we're going to get to and all the doctrines and things. And um, so, so yeah, yeah. I think that that is a, a good, hopefully a good and helpful summary of, of, of what it means to speak of revelation in, in the broad sense. Cool. I mean, if, if we have nothing else to say, let's, let's wrap her up and we'll say thank you for listening to this episode of the Doxology Podcast. Uh, we are so glad that you are here. If you want to connect with us, if you want to hit us up, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Doxology Podcast. You can send us an email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. Please send us any feedback, questions, episode ideas. Uh, really, at the end of the day, we'd love to hear from you. So just uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, until next time, peace. See you.